Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. This is the Carlin versus Joe podcast on ESPN Radio. Losing. That's what the Dallas Cowboys are interested in. Losing. Oh, oh boy. With a capital L. It's Carlin versus Joe, ESPN Radio, Sirius XM, Channel 80. Oh, we're together, baby. That's right. You're here. I'm in a different seat. I don't I don't know what to do with my hands. What do I what do I do with my hands? <laughs> you are a big what do I do with my hands? You are a big who moved my cheese guy. It's yeah. It's yeah. you come in, it's it's I don't mind the switchola. It's very difficult for those who can't see these are first world problems naturally, but just the amount of monitors, multi-layered desks. Uh, bo- whatever this is, a boom? Is yeah, that sure, called? whatever. The, the mic, everything. mic arm. There's just so much stuff in the way of just a simple. Can I please just set my computer down and talk? It's like yes, you can do that if you navigate through all of this technology first. And I love the self awareness right in the middle of it. These are first world problems. Yeah. <laughs> There's no one driving around right now who's like, oh, so, so sorry to hear how difficult it is to do your national radio show. Yeah, no kidding. <laughs> as, as we said, we are just rolling right now. It's Carlin versus Joe, ESPN Radio, Sirius XM Channel 80, presented by Progressive Insurance. Hit us up on Twitter at Carlin versus Joe, at Joe Fortenball, at Chris Carlin. Uh, the, it, it is a complete and utter joke what is going on in Dallas. And Mike McCarthy met with the media this morning, and let's just start there. I want to start with what he had to say. In case you missed it, Mike McCarthy is returning to be the head coach of the Dallas Cowboys in 2024. We have a, an unbelievable fan base, uh, and, they have, and they should be frustrated. Um, uh, we're extremely disappointed. Uh, disappointed for them, uh, disappointed in our performance. Uh, but my, my message would be this: uh, we, we we have established a, a you know a championship program. It's just not the world championship yet. Uh, we know how to win. Uh, we know how to train to win. We have the we have the right people, um, but we have not crossed the threshold winning playoff games. And um, and it's extremely disappointing to be sitting here talking about it. Uh, but you know, I, I know how to win, and and uh, we will get over that threshold. Yeah, I have total confidence in it, and, and that's why I'm standing here today. You know what, Mike? What this team, what this organization, what this owner is okay with is disappointment. That's really what it comes down to. I'm not going to argue with Mike McCarthy's success during the regular season. That's great. You've won all these. You've had all these 12 win seasons. It's phenomenal. You're now six and ten in the postseason, and the only Super Bowl that you won was with a top five quarterback of all time, and. You also won the game because there was a big fumble late in the game uh, from Richard Bendenhall. So I'm not going to look to take it completely away from you, but I'm going to take some of it away because <laughs> it's like we're going all the way back to the Super Bowl. Well, no, it's just it's not I, even a legitimate Super Bowl, McCarthy. <laughs> it is just I am a big history guy, and I don't understand how you can be Jerry Jones with now being the easiest time ever with Mike Vrabel, with Bill Belichick, with Jim Harbaugh, all out there. Easiest time 
ever to fix the biggest problem with your team and you choose status quo. So what it means to me is one of two things, Joe. You either A, don't care that much about winning, and I don't think that's necessarily true. B, you have to win your way, which is 100% true, and it hasn't worked for 30 years, and now it's gonna hasn't it's gonna be another 31 or 32 at the very least. First of all, can we step back for a moment to appreciate how awesome this story is? Yeah, we all thought McCarthy was on his way out the door, and then the announcement comes down yesterday that he's back, and we're like, show's done, show's done. <laughs> We didn't need to consider going real deep on anything today because that's how good this story is. People everywhere are trying to figure out the why. The why is very simple. Jerry Jones is not going to allow Chris Carlin, Joe Fortenball, Mike Greenberg, or anybody else on planet Earth to tell him how to do his business. That's what this comes down to. Mm -hmm. This is a guy who has the entire world saying, Jerry, you got it wrong. Mike McCarthy's not the guy. You don't know what you're doing. It was a bad hire. You need one of these other guys. The world is telling an individual who bought the Dallas Cowboys for $140 million in the late 80s and turned them into a $9 billion enterprise. $9 billion from $140 million. The world's telling him, you've got it wrong. Do you think he's going to listen to all the peons out there after everything he's achieved in his life and say, you know what? You guys are right. You guys should be running the Dallas Cowboys. I'm clearly an idiot. Mike needs to go. Who would you guys recommend? Someone turn on local sports talk radio and, and, and let me know what the top candidate is. No way. Jerry hears this, and it's a direct assault on his success. And his thought process is, I'm going to stick it to all of them. I'm going to show them that Mike McCarthy can win, and then they're all going to have to bow to the greatness that is Jerry Jones. That's a healthy and appropriate approach to your fan base and all the people that made it a $9 billion <laughs> franchise, and basically everybody that continues to pour money into the organization. Uh, but that's got to be what it is, right? I, would, I, I can't come up with another reason why he wouldn't make a change, because this is not about any of that. Your coach was thoroughly unprepared, and his team was thoroughly unprepared as a result for that football game the other day. And after winning 12 games in the regular season, good for you, by the way. What an awesome achievement. It's double digits. And then you go, and you lose, and you give up 48 points in the championship, or in the, in the first playoff game that you have at home when you have gotten so fortunate as to get the two seed. Some are saying Jordan loves the next big thing. There are people that only you take just aren't going to indulge in any I, of these I, little I, stupid no, comments. No, <laughs> he no. should. You're just the big man is bulldozing right through that nonsense. <laughs> <laughs> there are people in this life that are only going to take you so far. I know I'm one of them at times. <laughs> I am. There are people that are only going to get you to a certain level, and you recognize that while that's a skill, they have taken the Cowboys from the. Eight and eight, nine and seven Cowboys under Jason Garrett to now be an 11 and 12 win team under Mike McCarthy. And they're still not able to do anything when it matters the most. Okay. Who's going to win? Who's going to win for me? Who's, who's the next guy to take me over the hump? And look, successful people, and if you need a, a coaching reference for this, it's Bill Belichick, it's Nick Saban. Successful people do not look at their success 
and get caught up in it. Successful people continue to look at their process and figure out how it can get better. Does anybody feel like that's the case of what's going on in Dallas right now? No, and there's a perfect example of that, and that's what's so terrifying about McCarthy coming back. It's obvious to many when they step out and they say, well, he can't win in the playoffs, just the blanket statement. He wins in the regular season. He can't win the big games. What's truly alarming about McCarthy coming back and that Jerry assuming or thinking that something will be different is that McCarthy has always had the same Achilles heel. He's a great practice week coach. He's not a great game day coach, okay? He will X's and O's you into, into preparation for game day. He'll have the team generally ready. He didn't have them against the Packers, but he will put together a plan. The problem is the execution on game day is where he comes up short. And there's nothing he's shown this year after last year's debacle that would make you think he understands his issue and is working to approve it. Go back two years ago in the playoffs when these guys are coming down the field against the Niners and, like, they run out of time. They can't get the last playoff. Classic McCarthy game management. Just very poor all the way around. They didn't leave themselves with enough time to get a final playoff. Fine. We've known that for a while. This year, in the Lions game just a few weeks ago, he demonstrated once again he does not understand game management. Late in the game, rather than running the ball at least once to take another 40 seconds off the clock, he chose to go throw, 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 and he left the Lions with plenty of time to come down the field, which they did, and to win the game, which they did not. But McCarthy blew it there. He showed you in that moment that he had not learned at all from the lessons of previous seasons that have always demonstrated his Achilles heel, his game management, his game day management. He didn't improve upon it, and he's coming back without having shown Jerry at any point that he has worked to solve that issue. That's what's alarming. So why doesn't the owner see this? Is he doing this out of spite, as you suggested, out of spite to the people that keep telling him he has to do what he has to do? He's what, he's what 81 years old, right? Yeah. Something like that. Do you know when we talk about things like game management and analytics, we get pushback. People, There's a lot of pushback, and it tends to be from the older community. They don't want to hear about your analytics. Miguel Cabrera won the Triple Crown. The Triple Crown is enough for MVP. Yeah, but there's this metric called war, and Mike Trout is incredible, and like maybe he's most valuable since we found a way to measure value. No, it's Miguel Cabrera because nobody wins the Triple Crown. Remember that argument? Yep. One of the all-time great sports talk debates. One of the all-times. The older guys tend to not buy into this stuff. Who's to say Jerry's looking at this going, you're right, Mike's game management's a problem. He might not even notice it. I, I don't. I, I just had a moment of self-realization in this people people don't change later in life they don't change and i'm not it's not an ageism thing like me at 51 i am not in a big hurry to change a whole lot about my everyday routine about what's going on and i don't even mean to be funny with that it's just it's just true and you know uh, the older folks in my life don't want to change how they do things and that's what's going on here Jerry doesn't want to change how he's doing things. It's not necessarily because he's old. I feel like it's more because he's just stubborn. He's going to stick it to everyone. He picked McCarthy. We're wrong. That's what he's thinking. You guys are wrong. I'm Jerry Jones. I'm the owner of the Cowboys. You don't tell me how to do my business. I tell you how to do your business. This is only going to get tougher. This is only going to get tougher. I, I'm blown away by this. And we want to get your reaction at 888-SAY-ESPN, 888-729-3776. Are you okay with Jerry Jones keeping Mike McCarthy? I set up that question 
very intentionally that way because I know the answer, but I want to hear it anyway. Quite loaded. Yes. Quite loaded. 888-ESPN, 888-729-3776. Carlin versus Joe presented by Progressive Insurance. Drivers who switch and save with Progressive save nearly $750 on average. Is there actually another reason that he didn't make a change? We will explore that in moments. Carlin versus Joe, ESPN Radio. This is the Carlin versus Joe podcast on ESPN Radio. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Ten seconds on the clock. How many things can you name that are always growing? Your relationships. Your skills. Your customer base. How about businesses on Shopify? (laughs) Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash network, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash network now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash network. versus Joe on ESPN Radio. We make such a big deal out of the cowboy job and the way they're doing things and how they don't get it right. They don't care. They don't care. It's not like Jerry's sitting there listening to everyone else saying, no, I need to get someone in here who's going to take us over the top. They don't honestly care that much. If they did, they would make smarter decisions. They make these decisions because it's what's in the best interest of like what makes them comfortable. Jerry needs to be uncomfortable because the last time he was uncomfortable, he was competing for Super Bowl. We get to suck on that all week. Is it actually possible nobody else wanted the job? The head coach of the Dallas Cowboys? Is that possible? It's possible that... Nobody of nobody of consequence wanted the job. That's possible. It's also possible that that job is viewed as perhaps a bit more challenging than we may perceive. And we look at it, especially at this network, as like the shining brand. Because you talk about this team, you rate. Those two go hand in hand. That team in terms of valuation, highest valuation of any team in football. So again, it's at the top of the heap. So naturally, one could imagine being the quarterback of that team is the best quarterback gig in the business. Being the head coach of that team is the best head coaching gig in the business. 
maybe not so much. Because as we've seen, there are head coaches that want to be able to call their own shots. Harbaugh, for example. Belichick, for example. And maybe you look at Dallas and you say to yourself, I'm not going to be able to do what I want to do, so it's not ranked as high as maybe some other jobs. Carla versus Joey, ESPN Radio. Uh, We are, of course, on your smart speakers as well at Play ESPN Radio. So to that point, uh, here's Adam Schefter on Get Up. And he answers the question, did Jerry Jones actually even consider anyone else before he made the decision to stick with Mike McCarthy? Well, at some point, he's going to meet with the Philadelphia Eagles owner, Jeffrey Lurie, and that ultimately will be the the meeting that helps determine his fate. Now, That's actually not the right Speaking of NFC East teams that have problems with the coaching position, our cup overfloweth. Well, that's a bad job by me because I hit the wrong one. That's all right. You're not in here regularly. You get a pass. Here he is. <laughs> he did not kick the tires on those coaches, to the best of my knowledge. Now, is it possible that there's some clandestine call that I did not hear or know about? Yes, that's possible. But to the best of my abilities, Green, I don't believe that Jerry Jones reached out to these coaches and tested the waters and kicked the tires, however you want to call it, to see whether they would be interested in becoming the Dallas Cowboys head coach. I think he was deciding on what to do with Mike McCarthy singularly. And he made the decision that his team was better off. I love, I got to jump in here real quick. I love the use of the word clandestine. Yeah. As if that's how we describe Jerry Jones. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Who has the weekly radio hit. <laughs> there has not been anything clandestine about Jerry Jones in 40 years of owning the Cowboys now, whatever it is. Not one little piece of anything. You know where Jerry Jones is at all times. Yeah. I I don't believe for a second that nobody wanted the job. And I I can't imagine that Belichick would look at this at his age with an opportunity to win and say, "Mm, can't make it happen there. I got to run it. I got to run the show across the board. When even he admitted that he was willing to take a lesser role in personnel a few weeks ago. I can't imagine that Jim Harbaugh would let something like that even get in his way where he would just say, oh, yeah, 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 whatever, and to take the job and then just bulldoze everybody. Do it anyway. Yeah. You you know who's a great example, though? You don't think Pete Carroll would want that job? In a minute. And I would have hired Pete Carroll in a heartbeat. Pete Carroll clearly wants to keep coaching. His words after his dismissal in Seattle made that very clear. I think he would be just fine. Just fine with the Dallas Cowboys job. All right, let's hit it. Want to hear from you at 888-SAY-ESPN, 888-729-3776. Eddie starts us off on ESPN Radio. Eddie, what do you got on the Cowboys? Hey, how's it going, man? First time caller, big time Cowboys fan. Look, it was the right decision to keep McCarthy. Belichick wasn't going to go there because Jerry Jones wouldn't give him complete control of the team and the organization. Who else was out there? Vrabel hasn't proved himself yet. You had Pete Carroll. No, Mike but Vrabel. Do you really if you ask anybody in league, if you ask anybody in league circles, Mike Vrabel's gonna have a job, and Mike Vrabel is a very good coach. The problem. I, I agree, but the, the problem with Mike Vrabel. The problem with Mike Vrabel at this point is more of the personality part of it. Is he going to get along with everybody in an instance like that? And listen, if they didn't feel like Mike Vrabel, if Jerry thought Mike Vrabel was going to come in and be a pain in the butt, okay, I get it. But I can deal with that if I'm going to win. If you can get Ryan Tannehill to the AFC Championship game, that shows you could probably get Dak Prescott a little bit further than the wild card round. Yeah. I mean, for Pete's sake. How about John, Syracuse, New York, next, ESPN Radio. Hey, John, what do you got, dude? 
Hey, Joe, thanks for taking my call. Uh, Joe hit it right on the head there a couple days ago about Dan Quinn. He's where they need to start. I've been a Cowboy fan since 66. All the games they lost this year was all due with a run. And guess what? They set it up. They couldn't stop the run, and it was all over. Well, it's Every game they lost. And it, here's what's funny about that. One of their highest picks last year was Mozzie Smith. Why was they? Why were they picking him? To try to stop the run. So if he didn't help enough in that regard, all right, it's looking at personnel. It's looking at what didn't work there. What fascinates me about the Dan Quinn thing is, is he going to cost himself a head coaching job or even the chance of being the Cowboys coach or whatever over that one game the other day? It's 48 points, man. You gave up 48 points in a horrible situation. They were terrible, especially for a team that had been so good at home, especially defensively throughout the course of the year. You let the Packers, a very young, a very inexperienced team, come into your house and look like Joe Montana's 49ers. I mean, they just absolutely shredded you. That said, I think the mindset of any team looking to hire Quinn is going to be looking right at McCarthy before anybody else. That's been the talking point all week, is that it's McCarthy. It's his show. Anyone operating underneath him, they're taking their cues from him. He didn't have them ready to go. But that was not, by any way, stretch of the imagination, a Dan Quinn performance you would want on tape when but, you're trying to get a job. No, but do you think that's going to keep him from getting a job this cycle? I think I'm just going to speak specifically to Seattle. If Seattle liked him before that, I think they still like him now. I agree. If it's other teams, perhaps they think differently. I don't think Seattle's going to be swayed by that that one game. I think it's easier to just put the blame on McCarthy. When they have a whole lot more uh, institutional knowledge, so to speak, about Dan Quinn, one game is not going to make the difference for a team like Seattle. How about Adam in Texas next, ESPN Radio? Adam, what do you got on the Cowboys, bud? Hey, gentlemen. Um, so... What frustrates me about this is I feel like this is just another business move for for Jerry because I feel like no matter what, good year, bad year, next season, we're going to be talking more about the Cowboys because Mike McCarthy only has one year. So good game, bad game, we're going to talk about, oh, did he earn an extension? Did he not earn an extension? And that's what takes me off the most. I understand that, but if you're trying to suggest – that he's sticking with it so he keeps getting attention in a not-so-positive way next year, I would argue that, you know, winning a championship, probably better for business. Or at least getting to the Final Four. Like, again, if the Cowboys had ended up in Santa Clara and lost to the Niners in the NFC Championship game, no one's calling for McCarthy's job. There's probably a couple guys that are like, see, he can't win the big one, but you take out Green Bay and then you take out Detroit, presumably – or Tampa, whoever you would have gotten in the Matrix, like, you're, you're you're fine. You're fine. That looks good. You're winning 12 in the regular season and you're in the NFC Championship game. It's tough to dismiss guys like that. But to go out and flame out as a seven-and-a-half-point favorite against Green Bay, I mean, that was clearly Matt LaFleur being better at his job than you are at yours. That's exactly what that was. I have to tell you, like, four days later, I'm still blown away by it. I really am because I – I, I keep thinking about it each day that we get together for our production meetings. We're going to talk about the Cowboys, and it's just, how did they lose that badly? How did they get their home? asses kicked to that level? And, and I stick by what I tweeted during the game the other day. It's both, it's both embarrassing and glorious at the same time. <laughs> it really, truly is. Carlin versus Joe, ESPN Radio, Sirius XM, Channel 80. Oh, our guy is coming up. When you take the emotion out of it, was it actually... The right decision to keep Mike McCarthy. 
and where are they headed? We're going to get into it, and we got our guy, Mel Kuyper Jr., coming up in just moments, right after I have this from our friends at Indeed. Once again, just want to remind you, in case you haven't seen the copy, <laughs> to be written, to be read by Carlin. They put it in all caps. That's, that's such a slap in the face to me. They really did. Usually it's in color, too. They just went black and white printer here. Usually it's in big, bold big red. Big red. Yep. The new year is the perfect time to gear up and connect to quality candidates. And there is no better way to do that than through Indeed, the hiring platform that makes it easy to attract, screen, interview candidates all in the same place. Their interview tool helps you schedule and conduct video interviews right from your employer dashboard. Nix the hassle. Start hiring. Indeed.com slash credit. This is the Carlin versus Joe podcast on ESPN Radio. Now, let's talk about the play of the week. The pressure to follow up Hypnotic and Cognac, weighing heavy on the team. Hypnotic was in the cup, blue and ready for the play. And boom! Añejo Tequila came in with a smooth assist to Hypnotic's tropical fruit finish. Shaken, strained, poured. It was green and good! The playmaking splash shifted the tempo. Another great cocktail from the Hypnotic team. Every season is Hypnotic and Tequila season. Hypnotic Liqueur, Bardstown, Kentucky, 17% alcohol by volume. Hypnotic reminds you to think wisely, drink wisely. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. Breaking news. Mike McCarthy remaining in Dallas. I think they viewed it as him winning 12 games in three straight seasons. And even though there's only one playoff win to show for it, they thought, you know what? We're going to run it back. See if we can make it work. They get bounced one and done. I am very, very surprised that he did not make a move at the top. And now I'm curious, does he extend Mike McCarthy or does he make him, as he did with Jason Garrett, prove it this year on a lame duck contract? Bizarre is a word I would use to describe the decision, but then again, it's Jerry Jones. He's been the lamest bizarre. It's Carlin versus Joe, ESPN Radio, Sirius XM Channel 80. The great Mel Kuyper Jr. is with us as he is each and every week ESPN draft analyst. Mel, let's just start here. What was your take on McCarthy coming back? Were you surprised by it? Is it the right move? Joe, Chris, great to be with you guys. It didn't surprise me for this reason. Uh, and, and it seemed like Belichick would be the obvious one. He had Parcells there. Belichick wants to get that Don Shula record. It's an NFL-ready win team that has a chance to get to the Super Bowl. All that. I get why Belichick made so much sense. But he's been patient, Jerry Jones has, uh, with his coaches. Jason Garrett, think about the disappointing years, stuck with Jason Garrett year after year there. Uh, when everybody said, oh, he's got to make a change, he's got to make a change, he didn't. Okay. And I think when you look at Jordan Love, it looked like it was a walk in the park for the young quarterback. 
quarterback, right? Well, that defense was the big issue. Quinn's getting interviewed, but that defense didn't show up. And as Rex Ryan pointed out, they didn't make any adjustments. So the defense was the issue. When you hang half a hundred on Dallas at home, that's a problem, right? And they're the only home team of all the other ones to lose. Of all the games last weekend, only home team to lose was the Dallas Cowboys. I get why you would say, hey, let's get, bring somebody else here that can get us to the Super Bowl. But in, in reality, Jerry Jones, as I said, has been patient. He was with Jason Garrett, and he's going to give Mike McCarthy one more year. How far away is that defense from being in a position where they can be a championship-level defense? I'm not talking like 85 Bears, but you can't give up 48 at home to Jordan Love and Green Bay. So how many pieces away do you think they are? Run-stuffing linebackers are, are not used now. you got to be able to do everything. That's what a linebacker has to do in the NFL. The Mike Mann days are over, okay? So you're not, you're not a two-down guy. So now you got to find a guy who can do everything, and that's where that is going to have to factor in. They've had injury issues. on corner, linebacker with Van Der Esch. You think about Diggs. So they've every team has that to work through. They did as well, but you saw them gashed. You saw, like I say, Jordan Love have time. You say, okay, got one pass rusher. Nobody else stepped up. Uh, they, just have, they, didn't, they just didn't come ready to go. I don't know why they didn't fire that day. I didn't know why they weren't hitting on all cylinders that day. I don't know. I, they were awful on both sides of the ball until they got it together when they really had, when Green Bay was just saying, okay, we'll let you. We're putting the backups in, maybe premature, but they still put some guys in, and then they had to put them back out. Love had to go back out there, right? How many times do you see that in a game? But I think when you look at Dallas, it was just an awful performance all the way around. And like I said, the defense, that's where it all begins and ends, and they need to add a couple more pieces there. And bringing McCarthy back for one more year, I don't think you can argue with it really I think uh, let's see if we can get back in there and one more year where we get knocked out will be the last year but I think that he deserves one more opportunity Mel Kuyper Jr. ESPN NFL draft analyst of course Darian Mel on Saturday mornings um, you have pointed this out before how we tend to microwave quarterbacks right now and then when it doesn't work quickly we spit them out you look at Baker Mayfield this weekend you look at Jordan Love you look at Jared Goff but then there's also the dichotomy of looking at CJ Stroud Mel which philosophy right now are more are more owners are more execs um, prone to look at when you still have Stroud coming in and being able to do that, but the rest of these guys, hey, they've got a couple of years in the league, and you know what? Turns out, experience actually helps. Chris is all situational. You think about when Aaron Rodgers was there, right? They drafted, you know. Jordan Love. When Brett Favre was there, they drafted Aaron Rodgers. So they had the luxury with a quarterback in place, a big-time Hall of Fame quarterback in place, to develop the next guy. In Aaron's case, and in Jordan Love's case, that was a situation. You think about where we were with Patrick Mahomes. They had Alex Smith. They were able to redshirt him that year. He played in the final regular season game, did nothing else, and then after that, they traded Alex Smith. Year two, it's Patrick Mahomes' team. That situation created that. Okay, everybody else isn't in that spot. You say, well, how about the success of some of these quarterbacks? Okay, you go back to even Dan Marino. Well, you had Don Shula, right? Roethlisberger was in Pittsburgh. Stroud had Bobby Slowick. Where's why is Bobby Slowick so important? He's the play caller. He's the coordinator, right? And from he was in with Kyle Shanahan in San Francisco. Kyle Shanahan, Brock Purdy. Why is Brock Purdy so successful? Kyle Shanahan, the system where somebody say somebody's always open. You always got an option. You don't throw aways. It's a quarterback friendly. Quarterback always looks comfortable. That's the system. So again, then you look at at where you're not. Baker Mayfield had success in Cleveland. Kicked him to the curb. He's on his fourth team now. He's having success in Tampa. Jared Goff because of Stafford. Stafford came won a Super Bowl. Fine. Now he's in Detroit. So situations created these opportunities for guys to either sit, watch, and learn or have to play right away or in some cases get kicked to the curb and have to the hook on elsewhere. All these quarterbacks guys are under 30. All of them. All of them were first-round picks except for one Brock Purdy, Mr. Irrelevant. 
We had a couple number ones overall. We had a number two overall. We had the end of the first round of Lamar Jackson. So these are all highly rated guys except one, Brock Purdy. That's it. So guys that everybody liked coming out, now we're all fighting to get to the Super Bowl, except, like I say, Mr. Irrelevant. And that's a lot has to do with Brock Purdy being really good at Iowa State, having a lot of time there to develop and improve his craft under Matt Campbell with Brees Hall and with Hutchinson and all the receivers and, and Kohler at tight end, okay? So he had that opportunity. And he comes to the right team, the right situation with the right players around him in a perfect system. So a lot of that, guys, is just – Everything falling right, whether it's early or whether it's three, four, five years down the road, things have to fall right for these quarterbacks. Mel Kuyper Jr. joining Carlin versus Joe here on ESPN Radio. You're in Baltimore. The Ravens are the one seed in the AFC. They're set up nicely, Mel. They're set up real nicely to make a deep run here. It looks like Lamar Jackson's heading for his second MVP award. One in three career in the postseason. A lot of people are going to lean into that narrative this week and beyond as to whether or not Lamar can get it done in the playoffs. Any reason to believe those past struggles in the postseason will affect him again this time around in the postseason? No, I would say absolutely not, Joe. I mean, you got Todd Monka now as the offensive coordinator, and for Greg Roman, Lamar was very young then. Obviously, the Tennessee game we all remember where there was some missed opportunities on fourth down, some gambles Hardball took did not work out in that game against Tennessee. Here we have weapons around, and ironically, it's the team we say all these weapons. How about the ones that are hurt? Mark Andrews trying still to come back. Keaton Mitchell, who was a great fear factor player undrafted out of East Carolina, played like a second-round pick, was a key weapon, hurt. J.K. Dobbins hurt for the season, so they don't have some of their key guys yet here. Isaiah likely stepping up, right? And other guys, Zay Flowers with the remarkable rookie year for him. So again, he has weapons, he has the right coordinator, this is his year to do it. They're going to be home this week. They're going to be home the following week against Kansas City or Buffalo if they move on. Then they're in the Super Bowl. So this, there's no excuses. There's no reason to believe this Raven team cannot end up playing the San Francisco 49ers in the Super Bowl. Mel, we were extremely successful this week with a great sports radio debate, and by that I mean typical. Uh, <laughs> and that was simply this. Who has more pressure to win in the playoffs this week, Mel? Is it Josh Allen or Lamar? Lamar. I think it's Lamar. It'd be just because this is a perfect opportunity. I mentioned the 49ers. I think it would be really disappointing if the 49er team built for this year isn't in the Super Bowl. I think for Lamar, this team is built to win a Super Bowl or get to it and win it. Uh, yeah, you don't know what's going to happen when you're there, but get there. Get there. They have everything around them. I wish they had Keaton Mitchell. I wish they had a healthy Mark Andrews. I wish they had J.K. I wish they had all that. But everybody has injuries. And McDonald now being you know interviewed to be a head coach did a heck of a job as a defensive coordinator. Josh, the defense has been decimated by injuries. Had another one with Bernard last week, right? Uh, you know Josh is still carrying his team. They don't have their running game every week. Okay, so again, this, this team playing that Kansas City defense going to be up against it. Kansas City's offense, we know their challenge, but this Buffalo defense is a little iffy, right? So no, we're, it's definitely more pressure on Lamar Jackson. This is Lamar's year to go all the way, not have any hiccups, not have any stumbles, and uh, and get it done. So th- no question, it's Lamar Jackson. Mel, you're the best. We'll talk next week, brother. Let's hope we get a Raven win. Go Ravens. See you guys. <laughs> <laughs> Mel Slide that in at the end. Very slavvy. Very savvy. Very savvy. And also, maybe there was a little bias in there, as we just found out. There's pressure on Lamar. Got to happen. Uh, if he had said Josh, there's probably no bias whatsoever because no. he sides with you in the in the argument. You're making a lot of sense. There's been a, you know what? That's that conversation has been going around these halls. People are split. Yeah, people are split. They, Great topic. They are. They are. It's what this show does. Again, we mine for gold and then we hand it out to the people. Yep. Sports takes and crab cakes. That's what we do. <laughs> Carlin versus Joe. Go for a good crab cake right now. ESPN Radio and Sirius XM Channel 80. Uh, Joseph uh, Mike McCarthy, as we know, is staying, but there is something that today is so much more alarming 
about what's going on with one other coach who is staying put. We'll tell you what that is. You'll hear from him next on ESPN Radio. Find the top products and quantities you need when you need them. Lowe's Knows Pros. This is the Carlin versus Joe podcast on ESPN Radio. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to JetsPizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Mike Tomlin said today he's not going anywhere. So in Pittsburgh, it's business as usual, despite some of that outside speculation. I want to play for Mike T. It was huge in my contract. Talks is I don't want to play for anybody other than Mike T. You guys understand and see in the way that I talk about how much I respect and appreciate him as a coach, as a man, as a leader. That's my endorsement for him. He wants to focus on one goal. Everybody likes to talk about, oh, he might take a year off. He might do this. He's only got one year. I just think, why would he answer a question like that? He's worried about trying to win a playoff game. Well... Because by not answering the question, Mike Tomlin actually made things a little bit worse for a couple of days. It's Carlin versus Joe, ESPN Radio. If you're not following us on social, he's at Jay Fortenbaugh on Instagram. I am at that guy Carlin. Mike Tom- Tomlin, we special found a- Instagram performance tonight. I'm going to slide this really? in. I'm doing a special Instagram performance tonight. I have decided performance. I yeah, Swan little, Lake. Little bit of performance art tonight. What are you doing? I'm going to make a bet on the first team to score 10 points in the Knicks-Wizards game. Okay. You can make that bet, first team to 10 points. Yeah. I'm going live on Instagram. You get to watch me do it. I like it. And do I get to sit with you through it as you watch to would, see who scores the first 10 points? Would you like to do something like that? I thought about how if this is successful, then I just start bringing people into the equation and we turn it into maybe the first to 20 points. We stretch our legs a little bit. I kind of like it. I, as long as I can be guaranteed that there's some sort of reaction at the end of it, either celebration, but really more especially pain. You want agony. Yeah. yeah. Well, the people are going to want agony. We'll see yeah. if we can deliver for them. Well, speaking of agony, <laughs> as a Steelers fan, Mike Tomlin had a couple of things to say today that were um, agonizing. But let's start with what happened the other day when he, I don't want to say stormed, but he walked away from the press conference when Brooke Pryor, ESPN Steelers uh, reporter, asked him about his contract. In a little better mood today, man. Anybody got any contract questions? Uh, I'll say this. Um, I certainly could have handled uh, that situation better than I did, but I'll also say this. Um, I just believe there's a time and place for everything, and post-game press conferences are probably not the place uh, to address contract issues and things of that nature. It's just a very individual thing, and on game day, um, I doubt any of us are in that mindset. Certainly, I am not. 
um, what's required to do what it is that we do, uh, the amount of focus um, pouring into a collective. I'm just not in that mind state, and I just don't believe that's the appropriate venue um, to talk about things of that nature. Okay, just say that next time then, and that you'll shave yourself a headache. I don't know, if- I like that though. I, I like the fact that he he acknowledges it, he addresses it. That's what we want in leadership, right? Like yeah. this, is what, this is what we want. We can go ahead and say that's a, that's a job well done right there. Oh, okay, but in the midst of doing what he did the other day, yes, job well done three days later. In the midst <laughs> of doing what he did the other day, if he doesn't walk out and he just says that, you know, I think there's a time and place to address that kind of thing, and now's not the time and place. We're coming off a loss. We're not even talking about that for two days. I know, but up he's, to it. He's, and emotional. he's not apologizing today. He's emotional coming off the loss. He doesn't want to deal with it. He's not thinking, you know, in terms of being even keel. He's upset. He wanted to beat the Bills. And then he gets asked that question. He's like, you know what? Forget this. I'm out of here. Okay. But he addressed it like an adult. I appreciate the leadership. You, you, no appreciation whatsoever. Well, really, I don't have any appreciation for the answer to this question, and that is regarding the quarterback, Kenny Pickett, and if he will, in fact, be QB1 going into next year. He will, but obviously there will be competition. There all, there's always competition in this thing. Um, we don't anoint anyone. Um, man, I'm appreciative of his efforts and where he is and excited about continuing to work with him, but certainly um, he will be challenged from a competition perspective uh, moving forward. Um Competition brings the best out in all of us. Okay, but having said that, you going outside the organization for the competition? I'm going to say that it'll be a competition most likely, but do you believe that next year's quarterback is currently on your roster? Yes. All right, listen, good luck. I'm going to need a few minutes off. You're a Steeler fan. Yeah. You know what? I'm emotional right now. I don't want to respond, so I'm just going to walk (laughs) out, and I'll be back. So, All right, take a moment. Collect yourself. Do a little deep breathing. It's what I tell the kids at home. Let's learn to breathe. If you can control your breathing, you can control your emotions. That's what we say in the You're teaching household. your kids meditation right now? Is there's, it? Six, there's six and four. There's worse things I could teach them. That's right? true. Like the Nintendo came into the household. She's The wife is not thrilled about that. Kids, so, this is know. why you don't double down on 13. Right. <laughs> I got caught trying to teach the young one. The young one's good at math. I got caught trying to teach him blackjack. She's like, what are you doing? I'm like, great with numbers, right? Great with math. No, there are other ways to be great with math. I know exactly what you're doing. How about batting average? How about war? How about OPS? She's like, you see the math in them and you immediately think card counter. Please stop. It's like, but honey, it's a nice little way to supplement the income. (laughs) You don't need to crush the casino. You just want to shave a little bit off. You won't won't be saying that when we're on the beach in three years. Right, exactly. Do we want this kid on the payroll till we're in our 70s? To, to, to Tomlin's answer on the quarterback question, it's what you have to say. I, I I find it to be the perfect answer because you can't come out and say, oh, no, 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 no. We're looking outside the organization. Boom. Price tag just went up for Justin Fields and everybody else out there. You also can't come out and say, yes, he's our guy. We're moving forward because then everyone's going to sit there and say, well, he wasn't that good. You're already giving him the job without competition. You play it right down the middle. Look. There's going to be competition for the job, but the guy's on the roster. You don't want to tip your hand to anything. I think it's a smart answer, and I don't know if that's necessarily, and this is for you, I don't know if that's necessarily their plan. I doubt it is. But you don't want to tip your hand to the fact that, yeah, you know what? Pickett's a bum. Rudolph's a bum. Trubisky's a bum. They're all gone. Now anyone with an asset is like, well, the Steelers are in. We jacked that price up 10%. Now that would be a great answer. They're all bums. How about? No. I get what you're saying. The problem is when Mike Tomlin talks like this, 
what he is saying in these instances turns out to be really how they view it. That did not sound to me to be an answer of, again, you don't have to be so definitive in what you're saying. I get it. You don't want to lose leverage in any potential deal. That did not sound to me like someone that was going out to trade for Justin Fields. It did not okay. in any way. Like that sounded to me like, yeah, maybe we'll look outside, bring somebody in. You know what? What's Colt McCoy doing these days? <laughs> maybe we could push him in here and try to get a little bit extra uh, competition for Kenny. Like when, when they talk about competition for Kenny, all I can find myself to think about is, all right, we're going to go bring in another average quarterback and just let them all fight it out. And by average, I'm being generous when I say that. If Pickett is going to develop in year three, okay. My real hesitation here, because it is smart to let guys cook, slow cook in, in the oven, so to speak, for a while, as opposed to the microwave that we were just talking about with Mel. Getting hungry around these parts. Careful now. Well... Oh, great. talking about slow cooking. This is just how quickly you can take me off point. <laughs> anyway, point being, Kenny Pickett is 25, 26 years old now. If he had been somebody that was 22 or 23, I would not be feeling this way. If he had been somebody that did not play 50 games in college, I would not be feeling this way. I would be feeling more like, okay, got to let a guy go. Got to let him develop. I'm good with three years. Let's see what happens. Doesn't have to be CJ Stroud. I'm not counting on that. But when it is somebody that has that level of experience, I guarantee you this the team is not counting on it being that long of a process. They are counting on it being sooner rather than later. And and that's why it was Mitch Trubisky a couple of years ago. That's why it was uh what we saw with Rudolph Mason Rudolph, why they weren't bringing anybody else in. Do you think there's any chance that they're going to look to the draft? Like, perhaps once again, they have the 20th pick. Once again, classic Steelers, not good enough to win the Super Bowl, but too good to get a really high draft pick, right? Yeah. Do you think it's possible they go back to the draft? You've got a handful of quarterbacks coming out. You need a very specific type of talent to handle the weather and the wind in Pittsburgh. Maybe they go back there again? Because the salary cap situation as of right now is not very good. No. they got 60 guys under contract. They're negative $6 million in cap space. They're going to have some work to do to clean that up. And that's why I would not do it. You would not draft I a would not draft a quarterback here, primarily because they have too many other needs that also have to be addressed. If you can go and make that trade for Justin Fields, that is what you do. This is the Carlin versus Joe podcast on ESPN Radio.